Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, so Matt, since the moment we met, uh, you and I have both been fascinated by the idea of governments researching psychic powers, right? Am I am I on base with that? No, you're so off base, uh, and I knew you were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I am psychic. No, <laughs> no, that's that's exactly right. In in particular, because we know after years of reading that all of these governments are really just motivated by each other because everybody thinks it's really paranoia. Everybody thinks the other person might have some kind of weird access into another energy, right? Oh yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty bad for the accountants involved, but uh, it does, it does definitely drive a lot of the world. So if you were listening to this show, first off, thank you, buy our book. Secondly, uh, you should know that uh, the U.S. government has done a lot of things. Uh, films like The Men Who Stare at Goats, is it's based on a, a real project that the U.S. paid for called uh, Stargate. And uh, there are other additional attempts to plumb the depths of the human mind and to suss out whether or not people may have powers that we would consider extraordinary, like psychic powers, clairvoyance, telekinesis, telepathy, astral travel, et cetera, et cetera. 
Today's classic episode concerns just what we're describing. It turns out the People's Republic of China, just as Matt said, wanted to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, this is some real X-Men stuff. Kind of, right? Yes. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. My name is Ben. Uh, you're you. You have a name. The name of this show is Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. Uh, welcome back if it's uh, if you're a long-time listener. And if you're listening for the first time, boy, we got a doozy for you today. This is a real weird one. If you are listening to this show, then the odds are you are much more likely than the average person to already know about something called Operation Stargate. That movie with James Spader? Yes. <laughs> uh, it, and the guy from The Crying Game? A movie with James Spader and the guy from The Crying Game, who I thought did a great job. Absolutely. In both of those films. He's a power, powerhouse. Powerhouse. You don't you know. see him as much anymore these days, though. He's off counting money, I think. Uh, it was also a long-running TV show, you guys. Come on, with like seven different iterations. The Crying Game? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So somebody would watch it. It has to have the the breakdown in the shower every episode. Mm. Uh, Operation Stargate, which yeah can be confused with uh, with the TV series and and a, a great film with James Spader, uh, was a name that the U.S. Army uh, employed for a secret initiative to investigate what's known as remote viewing, clairvoyance, or astral travel. All kinds of diff- different paranormal phenomena. <laughs> Very much theremony. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. If we say, okay, just what if, what if people can travel outside with their bodies, be aware of things without physically being in the location or having some device that physically transmits that information to them, just like a feed on a camera? Well, that would be great. You could see nuclear facilities from enemy countries. You could find out uh, where different resources are hidden. Uh, today, most of the world considers these programs to be examples of just huge financial mistakes, government boondoggles. They're held up as evidence most of the time of just how strange and weird and wasteful the Cold War became. There's a film that really popularized Operation Stargate for a lot of people, and that was The Men Who Stare at Goats. Did you guys ever see that one? I did, yes. George Clooney. Mm-hmm. And it goes into some of the specifics, although it's, you know, it's based on the actual events. Right. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on actual events. Mm-hmm. I always wonder if that's different. You know, sometimes you'll see something that's based on a true story. And then when it gets super wild, they have to say inspired by a true story, mm-hmm. which I always thought was a very, it's a, it's a little difference that you might not notice. It's like cheese versus cheese food product. It's sort of like mm-hmm. saying based on a short story by Stephen King. Right. Right. You know? And shout out to Stephen King. You know, uh, if you are a student and you have an idea to turn one of his short stories into a film, he will sell the rights to you for one dollar. Wow. Just if anybody out there is putting off your next big magnum opus because you thought you couldn't afford Stephen King's the rights to his work. 
<laughs> well, it's go time. So the the reason why there was so much spending on uh, on this stuff during Cold War times is because if your enemy has the capability to do this and you do not, you just don't spend any money because you think it's hogwash, then you're going to be in serious trouble because your enemies are looking at your nuclear bases. Yeah, they have a gap. Yeah. Right? And so you have to bet that even though it's probably not real, it might be. Mm-hmm. What if it is right? Uh, in previous episodes, we had covered Stargate as well as earlier Soviet research into the paranormal, which was one of the episodes I personally liked the most is that quest for Shambhala and mm-hmm. seeking to control Eurasia. Uh, the Nazis also had an esoteric experimentation ring that was more focused on the occult rather than psychic powers. But there's one country that gets weirdly skipped over in most of these conversations. China. You'd think that it would be in the conversations, right? It's one of the the biggest, the, at least the most numerous humans in the world right, are there. Right. You'd think, you know, there's a lot of money that goes into military there. Yeah, and a lot of innovation and they're, you know, a superpower militarily speaking as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, one would think that, of course, they would be participating in this too. Uh, and they were. For decades, the Chinese government has researched psychic and paranormal phenomena, and uh, many of their focus areas differed from programs in the West. So what do we know about China's – let's see if I can say this right – China's psychic child warrior <laughs> research? Awesome. It's a mouthful. Well, first of all, we have to throw a caveat out here that none of us are fluent in Chinese in any of the forms – uh, Mandarin or otherwise. Ben has a little bit of experience, uh, experience in college, but, uh, you dabbled in college? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I still, I still study Mandarin, but I, I think it would be ridiculous to say that, you know, we were, we were fluent. A lot of the, a lot of the information about this stuff and this phenomenon, uh, comes from, you know, is printed in Chinese and still isn't translated. Yeah. So, but we do have some translated stuff that we found mm-hmm. via, uh, the CIA via a couple mm-hmm. uh, writers from the 80s, I believe. Right. And uh, there's some interviews as well. So we, we did some we did some digging uh, and we're going to give it we're going to give it the old college try. If you happen to be fluent in written Chinese, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on a few things that I could send you. So write to us. The Western public learned about these programs, for the most part, in January of 1985, because there was a magazine called Omni, which you may have heard of, and a journalist called Marcelo Truzzi. And Truzzi wrote an essay about, quote, China's psychic savants. And he traces, in this essay, traces the rise of modern interest in psychic powers amongst Chinese children specifically. And uh, there's an interesting story about how this occurs. The story begins with an 11-year-old named Tang Yu. Uh, And one day, Tang Yu was walking and happened to brush against his friend's coat pocket. He then received an immediate vision of two Chinese characters, um, written characters, shining with stark clarity in his mind. Uh, He discovered his friend's pocket contained a cigarette pack with two such characters printed on the package. 
Um, he was intrigued, understandably, uh, and began to play a uh, guessing game. So, yeah, uh, with the swishes, um, with his fellow villagers, and he would ask them to write random Chinese characters on pieces of paper, crumple the paper into balls, and let him hold the wads of paper next to his ear, and then he would guess the message. And apparently, uh, with one hundred percent accuracy. And we'll get to that a little more later. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's absolutely it. So he was – this is something you don't really hear about when people in the West talk about psychic powers or these sorts of abilities. You know, being able to see, I guess, through your ear, that was a focus point for him. Uh, word spread, the Regional Science Commission asked to examine this child and allegedly they were also convinced – and also, hang on, you know, I think we we should spend a second on this. Did you guys notice this 11-year-old and his friend are smoking? Yeah. At 11 years old? I didn't want to judge, but I definitely felt like, come on, guys, let's not do that. Were they on the island of lost children? <laughs> I know, right? I, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I don't know how old the friend is. Right? Maybe he's 23. Maybe, maybe he's 23. Maybe it's a big brother's, big sister's Point thing. being is kids smoking is bad. That's Don't great. do it whether you're 11 or 53. And, you know, it, it, the smoking is probably not the source of the guy's claimed powers. So don't, don't smoke for superpowers. No. Either. Uh, just to be clear. Well, okay. So word spread and the the science commission in the region was also convinced so the Sichuan provincial party committee it's like a local government organization backed the results and the story was published in a regional newspaper called the Sichuan Daily in 1979 on March 11th and this led to more and more and more and more children across China being identified as psychics, possessing some variation of what the state officials and scientists referred to as extraordinary functions of the human body. That's and, very important. Yeah. Yeah. E, what is it? E-F-H-B? Uh, yeah. Or Something uh, like that? E-H-F, E-H-B. Yeah. yeah. Extraordinary human functions. Yeah. Instead of E-S-P. So mm -hmm. they have – some say they have powers that are similar to Tang's, but not not quite the same. Yeah, talking about deciphering hidden messages in, on from various places and with various parts of their bodies, with their fingers, yeah. the palms of their hands, their tops of their heads, their scalps, their abdomens, their feet even. Mm -hmm. Try a – how about an armpit? Throw something in your armpit. I can tell you exactly what's hidden inside that container. That's not the worst though. No. Um, also the batok. What a what an un uh inconvenient superpower. Yeah. Like, look, <laughs> I can read secret messages. Or I can read through my butt. Yeah, I could read through my butt. Just don't sit on anything sensitive and you'll be fine. <laughs> I mean it's a weird one, but people were claiming that. And other reports surfaced claiming the kids were capable of telepathy or X ray vision, clairvoyance and psychokinesis. So the kids typically ranged from 9 to 14 with some of them actually as young as 4 and as old as 25. Uh, it was estimated by Feng Hua, a traditional Chinese physician, that there were about 2,000 such gifted kids within the Chinese population of a billion. Which is you know, a very, very, very small, minuscule ratio if you think about it. So they weren't claiming that, you know, 
one out of five or whatever children can read through their armpits or can, you know, move objects with their minds. But this became a widespread belief and people examined it. In 1980, uh, this is when it gets national, like countrywide mm -hmm. attention because they're mentioned in what is thought to be one of the more prestigious journals at the time, China's Nature Journal. And we have a uh, quote from the article in Omni that Truzy wrote, which I, I think sums it up pretty well. That February, the surge of interest prompted Nature Journal to sponsor a huge conference, the first science symposium on the extraordinary function of the human body. For participants from more than 20 colleges and medical schools, the proceedings were filmed by the Shanghai Science and Education Studio, and the film called Do You Believe It? was shown over national television to millions of Chinese people. And once that happened, oh, you thought the, you thought those first 2000 were, were it? Mm -hmm. No siri, Bob. Uh, children with alleged psychic powers came out of the figurative woodwork. So this is the beginning of the modern outbreak of interest in Chinese psi, or, you know, as you mm -hmm. say, the extraordinary human functions. Ben, I just want to say that number that we were quoting, what, 2,000 out of 1 billion, and then an increasing number after it became more and more popularized, yeah. or at least known, it really, as someone who watched and read X-Men growing up, it feels like an X-Men ratio. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh that's before was it decimation when all mm -hmm. the people lose their powers or M Day? Excuse me, excuse spoilers. Me. Jeez. Oh <laughs> man, this again. All right. No, you're right. You're no. right. You're right. No. You're right, guys. I just no. ruined no. the world no. of comics. It's okay, man. It's okay. I guess that maybe that's our collective power is to. <laughs> Spoil stories. The spoilers. The spoilers. That's probably already. And our thing. catch and our, our our rallying cry will be spoiler alert. Yeah, it's like a, we're coming. Right, we're coming at you. <laughs> That's not bad at all. You know, uh, I'm worried though. Does that make us sound more like? You know, if there were a, a, a commercial for Ziploc bags or something, would we be the bad guys? Mm. Like the spoilers. Yeah. You know, or Tupperware or something. I don't know. We would be like the Noid. We would be like <laughs> three versions of the Noid. Uh, really fast, that film, Do You Believe It? I did some searching around trying to find even clips of it or anything. Right. And I was unsuccessful. And I think maybe it's a translation thing. I need to find the the actual the translation of, of Mandarin yeah. and not, you know, a Google version of the translation. <laughs> Uh, but if you find it, any yes. of you out there, please send it our way. Conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com. And so this interest in extraordinary human uh, functions or extraordinary functions of the human body, excuse mm -hmm. me, this comes out um, here in like the 80s. And before we – go further into the modern outbreak of interest in Chinese psi or extraordinary functions, we have to look at some of the context. So Operation Stargate, remote viewing, it tended to, at least as we know, concentrate almost exclusively on that. And what we have to say, as far as we know, because we only know what was declassified and some of the people who think the program really worked or claiming that Uncle Sam still is holding back the uh, 
Yeah, the stuff that worked. Yeah, the stuff that worked. Um, The Chinese programs took a wider, more varied approach and at least some part of the pursuit was widely publicized. There was a TV show. That's like if Operation Stargate (laughs) was occurring and they had a television show called – wait a second. Oh, my God. Yeah, so this – the thing is though, this modern version is rooted in something much, much Older, because research in the Middle Kingdom in this area of, of energy, right, intangible energy and extraordinary functions, uh, dates back to ancient times, long before the existence of the People's Republic of China, long before the USA or what we recognize as many European countries. Chinese scholars and holy figures researched the concept of qi. So, what it, what what is qi? We've discussed qi before on this show. Well, you may think of it as energy which is the way most people do, I think, some kind of life force. It's it's the thing. I'll tell you what it is. What is it? It's midichlorians. Oh. Uh, good old George Lucas. Yeah, he ripped that off from this, this Eastern idea of chi. The no-punch knockout. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Right, because we've seen chi um, tested on different shows, mm-hmm. right? Del- television shows. Uh, Darren Brown, I think, is one of the people who test chi. Uh, James Randi, the world famous skeptic, has mm-hmm. had people uh, testing chi. And while those examples we just named usually end up with them saying, nah, it might just be the power of suggestion, mm-hmm. people do believe it. And we have seen um, neurological changes, like genuine mind over matter, in people who meditate in certain ways. Uh, af- over time, mm-hmm. it's not like eight minutes, but you know, eight yes, over, years. Yes, exactly, or longer, <laughs> or longer. Yeah. So if we look at it in this ancient context, then it seems pretty understandable that someone would tie culturally the idea of modern psychic powers or extraordinary human abilities to uh, the pre-existing ideas of uh, a person's energy which is capable of extraordinary feats right yeah and it goes back to uh, mythology it goes back to medicine it goes way 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 back yeah uh, some of the earlier uh, dates could be traced back as far as 400 bce in a book called the yellow emperor's classic on internal medicine so the idea of using using chi to produce some sort of otherwise supernatural or uh, extraordinary effect didn't seem quite as implausible to to some folks and matt as you mentioned we have a video on chi uh so check that out if you'd like more info uh, in our defense i think that's one of our older ones it's a little older it's not it's not too crazy old okay. it, it ends up coming that topic comes up a lot in various other wider things that we discuss right right uh you know we we see it here in fiction, even in the modern day, right? The mm-hmm. one thing that's coming out as we record this, I believe pretty soon, Netflix is releasing another another Marvel show called Iron Fist. Yes. Which is controversial for some other reasons. The important part for it in this conversation is that he's he's basically a cheese superhero, right? It's kind of cool. You know, and that's that's not a that's not a spoiler, is it? Is it a spoiler that he's white? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Maybe that's the other controversial part. Right, right. But uh, 
you know, chi. It's it's around. That's what we're saying. It's a thing. It is. <laughs> uh, and since we're talking about our YouTube channel, let's quickly jump in here, guys. Uh, we've been making videos for a long time, way before we began this podcast, and we switched it over to our YouTube channel a while ago, 2012, I think. And we have not put anything out in several months, mm-hmm. and that is because we've been working on the Guidestones video mm-hmm. as a longer piece, and that is really where we've been focusing all of our attention. When I say we, I mean us, but unfortunately, I'm taking a lot longer than I should be on it. Well, and let's not forget that it takes time and effort to produce this podcast every week, and we've been putting a lot into that as well. And, you know, we, we, we all wear a lot of hats, like we say. Um, and, yeah, but look for some cool longer form deep dive videos instead of the usual, um, you know, three and a half, five, six minute videos. Mm-hmm. We're going to really give you some stuff to chew on. But those are coming back, the 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 chewy ones, the, the che- or the less chewy, the, the snackable, the, the, the bite yes. size, the bite size, the Halloween, yeah. the fun size. They're like the dunk dunkaroos video. We just really want to finish this big one. Yes, yeah, we absolutely do. Uh, but thanks to everyone who asked. We are we are alive. No one has forced us to, like, no one. I don't know about you guys. No one showed up in in my life in a, you know a dark suit and told me. To stop. I just get phone calls where there's just someone breathing on the other end. Still? Mm-hmm. I think it might be, might be me calling myself from the future. Whoa. <laughs> and in a very weird way, huh? <laughs> well, hey, guys. Uh, I don't know if this is a good time or not, but should we take a commercial break? I mean, we've gone totally off the rails as good a time as any. We'll be back. <laughs> When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with 
naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. And we're we're back. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're, we're back in the game here. So we said there's this vast and storied and beautiful cultural underpinning of interest and belief in in this concept but there's also often in this part of the world a very very controlling government uh, some chi related practices were banned under the tenets of the cultural revolution after the during the marxist takeover in 1949 authorities put a clamp on belief in the supernatural and they had some pretty cross things to say about it yeah the the official critics thought parapsychology was superstitious Mystical nonsense, labeling it religion without the cross. Oof, it's a rough one. Uh, they even accused the U.S. and the USSR, Soviet Union, of vigorously promoting psychic phenomenon to distract citizens from essentially the world's real problems. Jeez. So, uh, it, it, you know, as as we know, propaganda got kind of weird in yeah. in the uh, in the Cold War era, but it's even weirder today. You could argue. It's harder to even detect today, I think. <laughs> right. So when when did this change, this attitude of the government hating any exploration of, of the supernatural? All of this finally changed in 1980, right around the time that psychic abilities uh, were given a little more credence, got some more attention. Um, when the Beijing Review wrote that, quote, so long as these activities do not affect the political and productive activities of the collective – the government will not prevent them by administrative means. So essentially they're saying, look, if you don't mess with what we yeah. consider the real stuff, we're not going to make it illegal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in, in many cases, uh, well, we'll get, we'll get to the modern cases here too. So they didn't say we're definitely going to help you at first. We just made it not illegal. And so Chinese journals would continue to publish papers on Qigong or other, you know, psychic related phenomenon. They often did so without government support, you know, just sort of this implicit do as you will. Um, but don't ask us for money. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, despite this occasional lack of institutional support, the studies produced results that initially impressed American scientists. And frightened some other member, some other members of American institutions. Yeah, in 1981, a report came out by the Committee for the Study of Exceptional Human Functions on Experiments with Children, 
And this inspired U.S. scientists to visit China at the time. And they looked at children, uh, a group, big group of children that were aged 7 to 12, all of whom had alleged psychic abilities, which is kind of cool. They got to study them. Or, yeah, and see some demonstrations or figure out ways to improve the testing would mm-hmm. be one of the one of the main approaches. And then there were uh, experiments relating acupuncture and ESP at the Institute of High-Level Physics in Beijing. And they demonstrated that acupressure points, you know, where you stick the needle. Yeah, sure. I've not, have you guys ever done acupuncture? It was done on my ear at our office, actually. Ooh, what was it like? Felt like someone's put a needle in my ear. And it supposedly was supposed to make my back feel better. And I swear to you, my back started feeling better. And I, I guarantee you it was my brain making it happen. Maybe that's how it works, though. Yeah. The needle makes your brain. I think that's all you need. Makes it happen. Psychosomatic addict insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that is an interesting argument. And Josh and Chuck have, uh, Josh and Chuck over at Stuff You Should Know have a, a good episode on, how acupuncture works, mm-hmm. uh, which can, you know, it's a controversial thing for a lot of people. Did you do it as a demonstration for a, a video or? No, no. We had a health and wellness thing back when Discovery owned our, our website mm-hmm. and they had some people come out. I don't, you guys don't remember this? I do. Okay. I did not opt for the acupuncture though. That, that stuff freaks me out. I yeah. I think I see. just went for the, the free stuff. They had like bags of goodies. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Uh, it was a good day in March. I think I got a back rub too for free. Pretty awesome, right? Yeah. It doesn't happen very often at work. But you are persuaded somehow you did notice a, a difference. In yes. I, I created a difference, I believe. At the, uh, this Institute of High Level Physics in Beijing, what they, what they demonstrated was that acupressure points show a lower skin resistance to electricity and a high conductivity to electricity during periods of increased psychic activity. That's a quote because that last part is a little little dodgy. What is increased psychic activity? Does that just mean you're thinking diligently? Yeah. You know, what part of your brain are you using? What is the, what is the specific mechanism? Is it a chakra thing? I mean, we got to get into this. I don't know. We should do a, an episode on chakras. I'd like to um, interview someone who is uh, well-versed in that. These abilities were not just limited to, you know, reading through the armpit or moving stuff with the mind. Uh, there are specific examples that kept popping up over and over. Yes, another uh, power was to influence the mind of someone else. Um Either to like, let's say, focus on some decision maker, someone at the top of either a company or a government, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a foreign diplomat, mm-hmm. and you could focus on them, and through some kind of telepathic or subconscious means, you could make them do what you wanted. Yeah, like imagine for a, a comparison, if you had, if you had brothers and sisters, and you were all little kids, and your parents told you that. You could not go to – what's something fun? What's something fun that children do? They go to Disney. Sledding. Oh, yeah. You, you could not go sledding at, at Disneyland. Disney yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, you get your siblings together and you go, well, you know what? 
talking. It's gone past talking. We're going to take it to the next level. And you go to the room next to wherever your parents are sitting. You sit in a circle, hold hands, you focus your chi on the decision. And then later, mom and dad or whomever come out and they go, guys, we're, uh, we're going to go sledding Disneyland, Disney World. Going to Wally World. Going to Wally World. That's something that as the rumors go, these, uh, the government was actually encouraging it as, as a test. And in that regard, this is where it got past the point of interesting experiments with kids and got to the point of the U.S. government starting to keep an eye on it. But there were other things um, that were not quite as disturbing, you know, like the harnessing of chi energy to accelerate healing and plant growth, which always reminds me of that R.E.M. song. Uh, there's some line in R.E.M. song. It's like, I'm keeping flowers in full bloom. Michael Stipe? Yeah. All right. Noel would know this. It's the one from the Andy Kaufman movie. Man on the Moon? Yeah, but it's not that one. It's like, I'm pushing an elephant up the stairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Isn't that it? Yeah, that's it. Good save. You're an encyclopedia. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Yeah, it's I'm bending spoons. I'm breaking through. I'm bending spoons. I'm keeping flowers in full bloom. Uh, I'm looking for answers from the great beyond. Yeah. There we go. There we go. No, This is just so satisfying to, you know, when you have something in the the cusp of your mind like that. Uh, Yeah. So that reminds me of R.E.M. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but people honestly have claimed that they can use the same energy to – read without their eyes and to, you know, practice clairvoyance, they can also accelerate healing and they can make plants grow faster. Another one that was really big was the ability to, under certain circumstances, break through physical barriers. So this is really cool. It feels like something that could be tested pretty easily and it apparently was tested the CIA has documents that show how it was tested. They're even screenshots. Well, they're not screenshots. They're photos of – they're at least rough-looking photos of 35-millimeter canisters of film. Are you guys – is anyone out there familiar with these? They're, they're usually gray or black. Yeah. They're cylinders. Yeah. And they've got a top that goes on them, and then film would go inside these things. And depending on uh, what what age you grew up in – uh, what age of technology you grew mm. up in, these were used to take film and, and take shots and transport it or to like hide drugs. Yes, that was a huge <laughs> thing. But the big thing, the main thing was to protect things because they're dark and the film wouldn't get exposed. Right, so right. Anyway, they would put random things into these uh, 35 millimeter canisters and then put them in a box in a room that was separated from the person they were testing. And they would have that person use their abilities to pull objects out or put objects into that canister that was separated. And apparently, according to this, it was shown over and over and over and over to to work. They did it with some glass jars. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this thing from the CIA.gov website. That's literally where I am right now looking at this. And there are tables here that are showing – how many times it got correct, uh, the dates of the experiment in 1983, November wow. the 16th. Um, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy because it shows that the 
it, it shows that the documentation was taken seriously at high levels, you know, and the spatial barrier thing, it was, it's very specific. Okay. So the people are, the people are moving relatively small objects. Like the largest stuff would be maybe a film canister again that we mm -hmm. know of, mm -hmm. but there's, here's where we start to see a divide, which may depend upon your personal perspective. So you could argue that these experiments are set up in this way because there's some kind of easy cheat that's happening. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe some way for an object to appear to be outside of the thing when it's already in there in a trick of perspective. Or one of the people coming in saying, this is the only way I can do this. You right. know, one of the persons that they're testing. Exactly. But then on the other side, you could make the argument, which is a pretty valid argument, that for something to be reproducible, for something to be have to be conducted with a, any manner of rigor, it does have to be specific and everybody has to do it the same way. So everything is the same except for the one effect we are trying to find. So you can see why this would already be something that people go back and forth about. And here's the big, the big, big question. So we see, did, did it work? Yeah. Did it actually, you know, is there, is there this cadre of children who are far, far grown, right? Older than mm -hmm. us now. Uh, is there this cadre of, uh, I guess, former child psychic stars who right now are capable of doing things like this? Is there someone in the next studio sitting in a circle? influencing our podcast do you want me to go check i don't know well they're certainly not doing us any favors guys <laughs> oh. my kid my kid i'm being self-deprecating oh but no i mean the journalist wasn't persuaded right i mean he and his whole team noted that until the experiments could actually be reproduced in the west that it would be given a low uh evidential weight which you is know. a nice way of saying i want to be polite but you know, there's no evidence for this. Well, when, it was it's, it's a bit of a, sh a call of, of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. In a in a very polite way, it was just said, "I'm not convinced." They went. He, the author, went to China and saw several of these kids and said, "All right, well, it seems like there are different opportunities where these kids could cheat the system." You know what I mean? And then also keep in mind, these are these are kids. You know how how long are you going to expect? Uh, a six or seven year old to sit still and do the same weird thing over and over and over again and remain focused. I mean, it's, it's tricky, you know? Now, one thing we haven't mentioned in all this is uh, Eleven from uh, Stranger Things. Oh, that's true. And the experiments that she was uh, subjected to. Uh, that's what I picture if you're dealing with a kid. Mm -hmm. Kids throw temper tantrums and uh, eventually you, you poke them enough, mm -hmm. they're going to throw a table at you with their mind. Yeah. Who knows what happens? Okay. So I'm really interested in how much <laughs> okay. how much of these these psychic powers that these kids are purported to have, uh -huh. how, how does that match up with street art that, that is, was really big at the time, is still really big mm -hmm. in places in China and places in the U.S.? Where you're going to set, um, let's say you manipulate a uh, newspaper that has some chemicals wrapped up inside of it, and then you put it on the ground, and you use your chi 
mm-hmm. to set it on fire except what you're actually doing are combining chemicals that are in there. Oh, which is a thing. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, or um, like so, a parlor trick. Right. Or like mediums and spiritualists in the uh, 18th and 19th centuries who would generate ectoplasm. Yeah. Things like that, right? Yeah, move a table. I mean, I'm we're not, not saying, we're not saying all of this is fake. We're saying that it, there are, there are possibilities. There are ways that it could be faked unless it had really, really methodical testing. Yeah. And it would, I can imagine being a kid, especially, and being excited to be a part of a, an experiment like that. Even if it, even if I wasn't actually, you know, showing off psychic powers. So, the person who wrote the article that brought this to the West wasn't persuaded, right? Mm. Uh, members of the Chinese government weren't always persuaded. People went back and forth on whether this was nonsense or not. But let's, let's dive in to what Uncle Sam thought after a word from our sponsor. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. The U.S. government actually appeared to think all of this psychic children business was legit. Um, there are numerous documents under uh, Freedom of Information Act that you can obtain showing that Uncle Sam, in fact, had an eye on these programs. And as far as they could tell, the very minimum factions of the Chinese government and numerous scientists believe that this was a real and measurable phenomenon. So some examples here. Yeah. So like even at their most skeptical, they said, well, the other guys believe this. They were like, guys, the Chinese government believes this. Do we need to get some kids? Do we need to grow some 11s just mm-hmm. in case? And yeah, specific examples. Uh, as as you said, Noel, uh, the CIA has reports on a fellow named Shang Baoxing who was born in 1958. He, he was one of the most famous uh, Qigong grandmasters during something called the Qigong Fever in China. And the Qigong Fever was a also known as the Qigong Boom was a social phenomenon in China during the 80s and 90s. And that's where that's where practicing Qigong became extraordinarily popular, extraordinarily popular, like groups and groups of people. A lot of people would get together and practice uh, in, you know, I guess uh, in step with one another, right? And the popularity of this reached between like almost 200 million and uh, founded this this other subculture. So this guy was pretty famous already. Uh, people thought that he could, check this out, read with his nose, see through people's bodies, and like Matt said earlier, place objects in closed containers without touching them. And you can read reports wherein the CIA is asking, is this like China's psychic warrior? Are they Have they taken these practices into adulthood? Is it possible that certain techniques – Certain Qigong techniques could give almost anyone, any Joshimo, these powers. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, reading with your eyes closed through your nose, that doesn't sound – I mean, it's like how easy is it to peek, right? But – Well, yeah, and what strategic advantage does that offer right? ever? Right. Like no one's going to come in and say, uh, we need – America needs you, son. We need someone who can read with their butt. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which I know I keep harping on that, but the idea that you could sense information um, without your eyes that way is is fascinating. Uh, closed, putting things in closed containers without touching them, that's a little different, right? Yeah. And uh, while these sound like small, subtle things, think about it. If you wanted a spy or an assassin that used telekinesis, right? No weapons, no traceable um, 
no, no traceable thing to the target except like how close they had to be. Mm-hmm. You don't need somebody who throws a bus. Uh, you don't need somebody who collapses a school. You need someone who has just enough force to close a windpipe. That's it. Or to stop a heartbeat. Yeah. Or even, you know, getting a small amount of poison into a closed container, like a closed soda or a closed, you know, oh, wow. right? Yeah. Something like that. Just boop, yeah. it's in there now. I didn't even think about that. That's a very good point. Um, it's maybe some San Pellegrino. I don't know. Hey, now. You're an <laughs> don't mess with my Pelly. <laughs> That's what Noel calls it, the Pelly. Uh, then on a lighter note, uh, for an example of someone who is pulling the Michael Stipe and using their powers to affect plants, a study published in the American Journal of Chinese Medicine and was also seen in the U.S. National Library of Medicine uh, has a – examines the case of someone named Chunlin Sun who apparently – is able to accelerate the germination of seeds using her cheese. So she'll take like a seed and then it will – something that would have taken, you know, hours and hours just happens in like 20 minutes. That's incredible. Well, it's – you know, it's incredible if we – I know the stereotype of Americans is we always want bigger and better stuff, right? Isn't Dennis Leary the guy who said this is the only country that would invent crack rock? You know, the people are walking around going, you know, cocaine is great, but I just, I don't know. <laughs> Need something a little more pep. So like with that, I'll, I'll be the stereotypical American here. I, I would love to see, you know, an acorn or something that turns into a tree. I'd like to see someone touch one of those and then sprout a tree. Well, imagine if you could take Chunlin Sun and, and hook her up to some kind of vertical farming operation where mm-hmm. she channels her chi throughout the entire system. Whoa. I think we just made a really cool uh, sci-fi idea. I'm talking about saving humanity. Oh, I was like feeding everybody. Talk, I was talking about making a sci-fi story. Uh, yeah, you know, that's cool. I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have we have to point out, though, that the CIA – it's not like the CIA is right all the time. No, no. one's right all the time. They've They've made some missteps and for – Many of the folks in our audience who are uh, considering themselves a little more skeptical, right, then you might say, well, the CIA also hired Uri Geller. Um, Uri Geller, a famous, famous, famous um, mentalist and uh, mentalist in person alleged to have psychic powers, clairvoyance, the ability to bend spoons. Um, that's, he's one of the most well-known people for this practice. He is also for a long time, a, uh, personal and bitter enemy of the, um, arch, arch skeptic, James Randi. Yep. So Yuri Geller actually convinced the CIA that he had extraordinary abilities. And I, in, you know, this came out pretty recently, uh, in January of 2017, a set of declassified documents show that after a week of experiments it conducted on Geller in 1973 as part of Stargate, uh, they thought, you know what? There's something to this guy. Uh, <laughs> they did not ask him to stare down goats during this period, but his handlers concluded this. I have the quotation here. 
As a result of Geller's success in this experimental period, we consider that he has demonstrated his paranormal perceptual ability in a convincing and unambiguous manner. Wow. And of course, now the official stance of the U.S. government is that that stuff did not work. So now we are in the modern age. What happened to all these Chinese programs? Uh, when your research continued and may continue in several universities and factions of the government have gone back and forth on whether or not these exercises should be considered nonsense, a waste of money or interesting research to conduct for research's sake. We don't know too, too much. Uh, you know, it's, it can be difficult to separate at times rumors. So we looked at the stuff we know actually happened as controversial as it was. And I got to ask you guys, what does this sound like? Does this sound like uh, a real thing or does this sound like maybe an outbreak of hysteria, a bunch of kids being excited to be part of something bigger? To me, it sounds like the mythology, uh, ancient, ancient mythology in China. There were there are numerous. I mean, I can't give you a ton of examples, but there's one named a uh, person named Kang Gangzi, Gangzi. I don't know how to say Gangzi? it correctly. Gangzi, maybe. Uh, he was a mystic that could see. Uh, see and hear without using his eyes or his ears. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just one example. There are a lot of examples of uh, really it's, it's uh, parapsychological things that are occurring throughout their history in like legend form. Yes. And we have to remember the history of China dates back into legend. Yeah. You know? And so I, I appreciate you saying that. that's a good, that's a good point. I, I really like to to think of it this way, that the idea of people having psychic powers is presented in the movies. Is it Has it been conclusively proven? Nope, or at least not so far as we know. But does that mean it's impossible? Absolutely not. You know, it would be arrogant to think that we know everything. Uh, there's one journalist who makes a great point where they say, you know, we can't forget that as late as, you know, the 18th century or so, people said there were no way meteorites could come from space. Yeah. Right? And uh, and that's that's just the world we live in. We were constantly trying to at least be a little bit less in the dark. Just a tiny bit. And we don't always get it right. But uh, what do you think, Noel? You know, I, I certainly don't believe it is beyond the realm of possibilities that there are individuals with abilities like these. Um, as far as government sanctioned harnessing of these abilities and sort of rounding up of specimens of individuals, children specifically, that exhibit these kinds of powers, it, it, it really does feel like something out of a, out of a graphic novel to me. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, but I know that, you know, there have been cases where law enforcement agencies have employed psychics in, you know, desperate situations to use, you know, remote viewing techniques to find a body or, you mm -hmm. know, find a, a suspect that's on the run or something like that. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's very hard to say. Uh, I am, as, as usual, a little skeptical, but I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility, no. So we're all, we're all like cautiously optimistic, huh? That this could be, this could be something real. There's that video. I'm trying to find the video again. I was watching it yesterday mm -hmm. while I was looking at some of this stuff. It's, 
it's a man who was interviewed by British uh, documentarians who allegedly could – he claimed to be able to create an electrical current in his body and in the lower part of his body. Mm-hmm. And these documentarians, at least to their satisfaction, he was able to demonstrate it. And so they, they tested it. They tested it in multiple diff- multiple places. They did it while he was almost completely naked. But at the same time, this same guy showed off that he had uh, pyro – he could do pyrokinesis. Uh-huh. And it was the same exact thing I was talking about earlier where – It's mixing chemicals. I, I think he's mixing chemicals. So yeah, the, but the fact of the matter is there are extraordinary human abilities, right? Yes. Uh, and – you might be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, what you find when you start digging into the capabilities of certain practitioners of of, of uh, meditative arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a lot more to it than just you know sitting and and humming. But we want to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know uh, what you think about not not just this Chinese program or this phenomenon, but let us know what you think about. Uh, as Noel said, the interaction between governments and civilians when they're seeking, I guess, like the outer limits would say, one step beyond. I might be quoting the wrong show. It sounds good. But, you know, when the government gets all theremin, right? Yeah. Uh, should, should this research be pursued? Is it a waste of money? Is there something they don't want you to know? So if you got and that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.